welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week we're talking about season four, episode twenty-two, wedding balls. Everyone's getting married. Not really. No one's getting married. Did no one important's getting married. I think that you pointed out that we already had the bells balls. Yes, we had jingle balls yep. this week too, or this year too. Yeah. So titles. A little lazy on the pun department. You know, it's season four. You get a little tired. You run out of pop culture references. You can only have balls. You can only have balls. All right. Well, let's read the episode description, shall we? Okay. Wedding balls. Will expects two friends to arrive in New York to plan a wedding. But when the bride-to-be falls ill, he asks Grace to work with the clueless groom to work out the details. But she gets a little too involved in the dreamy details and fancies herself a bride instead. Who wrote this? This has details in it like four times. Details, details, details. Like, but literally. <laughs> just like a bunch of details. And it doesn't even mention the cool plot. Yeah, let's put the uh, Grace is a Bridezilla plot on hold. Um, yes. And let's talk about the Will and Karen plot, which I really like this week. Yeah, so Will and Karen are both like obsessed with this book this week. I don't remember the name of it. Oh, it was A Marriage of Equals. A Marriage right? of Equals, yes. And it's kind of like got the vibe of like a... Oprah's book club book or like a Pulitzer winner or, you know, it's the hot book. Yeah. And it's like everyone's reading it. And And of course it's sexy. It's very sexy. And Karen is relating and projecting a little too hard on the main character, (laughs) I think. And um, yeah, so the whole thing starts because Karen and Jack are being catty to Will Uh and like acting all middle school and being all like. Right, right, right. About him. And then Will realizes that Karen is reading the same book as him. Yeah. And it's it's good because, like, it is a book that they both, like, genuinely are appreciating. Like, yeah. the fake out is not like, oh, Karen's really relating to one character and, and Will is really relating to another character. Yeah. I had kind of forgotten about this plot and my I was, like, misremembering it as, like, them getting into a fight because they didn't agree on a plot point or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what it really is, like, them genuinely appreciating the book yeah. together. Yeah. They're super bonding over it, and, like... Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, there's, like, a scene where, where Karen, like, kind of blows Jack off mm-hmm. to, like... Blows Jack off. <laughs> mm. uh, where Karen kind of, like, rain checks with Jack so that she can hang out with Will and drink yeah, wine. Yeah, which is a and, huge scandal. And read and talk about the book, and, yeah, so that's a big scandal for them. And, it like, most of the time we get a Karen and Will plot... It's not based on so much mutual friendship and respect. No, it's a lot more based on Karen making Will feel like shit. Yeah, or, you know, somehow they, they're stuck hanging out together because Karen and Jack are doing something. Yeah. And this is not really that situation. No, they have a genuine shared interest and they're both really excited about it. And it's weird as shit. Yeah. Like, they're even going to, like, a book signing together. Yeah, and, like, the author is giving a talk, and she uh-huh. has a really great name. Is it, what was it, Rita Pigeon? Rita Pigeon, yes. Yes. And it's a ridiculous name. Yeah. Clearly and fake. She, like, begins her talk by being like, I hope you all appreciated the irony of the title, A Marriage of Equals. Right. But my publisher didn't think my original title would sell, Women Are Just Better. <laughs> <laughs> Which, mood. Yeah. Um, like, it, it sounds like the kind of novel that would be a bestseller still today. Yeah. And, like, definitely was of its time in a certain sense. Yeah, I felt very much so, like, this would be, like, a, something that they, like, covered on NPR. Like, like this plotline could be wholesale represented in the revival. Oh, my God, they could just take it which out. Which is not necessarily the case for most yeah. of the plots we've seen. Most of them would need a lot of tweaking, but this one they could just totally do, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. 
The only thing that I didn't really love about the plot is just where it leaves Jack. Yeah, Jack is feeling extremely left out, and mm-hmm. then he has, like, a toddler-style temper tantrum about it a bunch of times. And there's nothing really funny about it, which is no, very unusual. it just kind of feels sad. He's kind of catty. Um, yeah. He comes to the book signing, and, like, there's a whole weird exchange between him and the author yeah, that like, never takes off. Yeah, he, like, tries to, like, engage her in, like, a penny off, but she's just, like... No, thank you. She just yeah. doesn't engage with it, really, and then he just storms off. Like, it feels like they wrote the scene, but then they forgot to write jokes, and then they were like, oh, well, we'll just come up with jokes on stage, and, and then, then they, they didn't. didn't at all. Yeah, and, like, the, the only thing that's kind of a little bit funny is that he keeps calling the author Sir, and that doesn't really work either. That doesn't really work at all. Because it just kind of, like, makes her seem weirdly masculine. She's just not into it. Like, she's just, yeah. she was much more engaged in, like, the questions that Karen was asking, which were, like, something like, was there supposed to be some erotic pleasure in watching this person get murdered? And then right. the author has, like, the best response. Well, did you feel that? Yes. Then yes, I intended it. <laughs> it was very death of the author and very funny. Uh-huh. I liked that a lot. Like, I would have rather seen Will and Grace engage... Will and Grace... I would have rather seen Will and Karen engaging with that author longer and not had the Jack feeling left out bits. Yeah. While they made sense and, like, it would have been weird for Jack not to be there. Yeah. I don't know. It was just very, it was very odd. It kind of felt like he was, he was acting like he was storming in to, like, break up a wedding or something. Yes. But really, it was just Will and Karen. And he stormed in and nothing happened. Yeah, and nothing happened. Like, they both just kind of are embarrassed and then he leaves. Right. But that's just, that's... That's not funny. That's just mm. reality. Yeah. It was a very, like, realistic episode, but not in a funny way. Yeah. Um, it does lead to the my favorite part of the plot, though, which is when um, Will and Karen kind of make Jack feel better again. Yeah. So, um, basically, they, like, kind of stage this fight mm-hmm. for Jack to hear, in which they both blow each other off. And, like, Karen basically makes it clear that she only wants to hang out with Jack and Will's a wet blanket, etc., right. etc. And it's a lot more like what I expected of the plot. And Right. Like, like, I didn't see it as a fake-out. I just thought, oh, yeah, like, they hate each other. Like, yeah, like whatever. It, it seems like that would be the natural conclusion of this plot line, mm-hmm. is that they would just end up having, like, a screaming match in the hallway. But then we see this, like, knowing glance and wink between them uh-huh. at the end. And, like, they've just staged it because they know that Jack will be spying on them and will overhear it. Yes. And will be like, oh, Karen is my friend again. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was, I think, kind of sweet. That was really cute. But I also think it, like, solidifies, like, Will and Karen's, like, budding friendship mm-hmm. that they both did this for Jack <laughs> and were in on it. I'm just, like, imagining the conversation in the cab where they're like, okay, we've got to, like, give Jack a bone. Do you want to stage a fight? Okay. <laughs> Should I throw a drink in your face? No. Can I do it anyway? No. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was just, it was very funny. Um, Especially because I feel like earlier in the episode, they had a similar hallway confrontation, but Karen had decided to go with Will yes. in that situation. Mm-hmm. So like the, it was like the reprise, but with the happy ending Jack yes, was looking yes. for. Yep. So yeah. It kind of, everyone, everyone walked away from that plot line very happy. Yeah. This plot line kind of made me want to like, like, is that book based on something? Like, is there another book that was similar that I could be reading? It just I'm seems sure there juicy. is. I mean, I'm sure there's no end of books that have the same kind of theme and feminist, like, bent. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I just... I'm sure there is a particular one that Will and Grace was thinking of, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it is. Yeah. So, anywho. So that was that one. Um, so then our other plot this week is really just kind of Grace's whole show, like... 
It's not like a Grace and Jack are buddying up. Yeah, Grace kind of spends all of her time with our guest star, who's a guy named Bob. Uh huh. Who's not even important enough to get listed as a guest star in the episode. No, Bob is just like the guy who's marrying Will's what cousin or something. And so he comes to town. And his wife-to-be can't fly because she has an ear infection, which, okay. As someone who has gotten several ear infections, that would be the fucking worst. Yeah, so she's not in New York yet. She's waiting for the ear infection to clear. Mm-hmm. So he's supposed to do all this wedding shopping stuff without her because they have a destination wedding in New York. Yeah, that felt weird. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess the implication was that, oh, she's family. All of her family's here. They're getting married in New York. But, like, just don't, maybe. I don't know something about that just felt very it felt very contrived just for the sake of getting grace involved in the yeah plot. well and then like she's helping him with all these things but mm-hmm. all these most of the things were like not things that you'd be doing even in this situation like mm-hmm. cake tasting makes sense yeah but there's no way you'd be doing your registry in new york right yeah that doesn't make sense and like, you wouldn't be buying your wedding dress in new york I mean, maybe this is all like pre-internet and that's how you did it but like maybe- you wouldn't want to just I guess you'd have to fly with the wedding dress, but, like... But then now you have to fly all the wedding gifts back home. Didn't they have a David's Bridal, though? Like... No, they needed to go to a boutique, obviously, I just or mean, whatever. like, if you go to a David's Bridal, you can be like, oh, great, I want this dress. Could, could you... Could you order it at this store? Could you order it at this store? I'll pick it up when I go to New York for my destination wedding that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then the David's Bridal people are like, you crazy, but okay. But, like, also some of the stuff that they were doing just didn't make sense in the way they were doing it. And mm. I don't know a ton about wedding planning, but I do know that my sister is planning her wedding. So I yeah. know a little bit more about it than I might have, like, a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that, like, I don't think you can bring home cake samples from a cake taste. No, that's not a thing. I'm pretty sure you have to do it with the bakery with some sort of, like, idea of a commitment to buying your cake there. Right. Yeah. So- I don't know, man. Maybe, I guess, maybe they've already picked the baker. So the baker's like, here, take a bunch home and share them with your friends. And maybe I'll make whatever you want. But that doesn't know. make sense. It just seemed a little sitcom logic to me. Yeah. It, it it took a lot of hoops to jump through to justify a lot of things that happened this episode. And it, it still wasn't really very justified, you know? Yeah, it didn't super work. Um, but yeah. So essentially Grace kind of goes bridezilla mm-hmm. on this wedding that isn't hers. Yeah, which I mean, I, I'll I'll be honest, it starts kind of funny. Yeah. Like when she's in the store with the little radar gun and she's shooting things and it's like kind of like, okay, like Grace is going a little nuts and but then like, she's making uh-huh. the cake. Yeah, like but the more it goes on, like by the time we get to the point where she's wearing the wedding dress because of course she is. Yeah. Like no one is no one is amused. Yeah, it just it's sad mostly. This is also the second time this season that the show has forgotten that Grace has almost been married. Yes. Um, because there was another plot line where they like treated it like Grace was like, oh well, you know, I'll this, never be I'll engaged. Ne- no, it's it's when she's talking to Nathan and she gets really excited about being engaged. Yeah, and it's, and like, it's like you've already been engaged. Literally, we started the show with you running away from your engagement slash wedding. Like, yeah, yeah, you did it already. Yeah, so. We have this scene where she's wearing the wedding dress and the mm-hmm. veil, and it's creepy. And um, like, But we've already seen her in a wedding yes, dress and a veil, like, and she rejected that. Yes, like, that's the thing. It's like, she's like, Will, I'm probably never going to wear one of these, and she's all sad about it. But it doesn't make sense, because we've seen her in the dress, in the veil, yeah. running away from a wedding. Like, at least, like, I understand if you don't want to, like, remind people of that plot point, because realistically this is airing at a time when like some people started watching the show and had never seen season one and we're never going to until like years later you know but 
there's definitely still ways to write that dialogue where you don't have the same problem. You know, like, yeah. oh, I'm never going to find the right person and walk down the aisle in a dress like this. Right. Like, she could have totally, like, even talked about how, like, this felt more fairy tale than her engagement to mm-hmm. Danny or whatever. Yeah. It just, it felt like they were ignoring it and it was weird. Yeah. And I just, that's the part of the episode that didn't work for me is mm-hmm. this, like, this bit where they're, like, pretending like Grace has a history she doesn't have. Yeah. Grace has really been underserved all around this season, oh I think. Oh my gosh, yes. I feel like every single plot line we've had for her in the at least the last, like, ten or so, she has been spastic and weird uh-huh. and just not really all that funny. Well, and I know part of this for us is that we have taken a uh, slightly longer hiatus during the recording of season four, I think, mm-hmm. than we did for other seasons. But, I mean... It's really weird to think that, like, at the beginning of the season, she was, like, dating Nathan. Yeah. And, like, her plot developments have never really risen above that already bad plot. Yeah. Like, that that was, like, peak of this season for her so far. Yeah. I mean, she's had, like, little bits here and there. But, like, I mean, like, what are the Grace plot points this season? She breaks up with Nathan. Yep. Then she freaks out about dating Nathan and not dating Nathan for a long time. And then, yeah, like, there's the whole thing where he's dating someone new, and then the thing where she's lying to her parents at Thanksgiving. And then she has, like, some weird career shit in there. She just... Yeah, like, the thing with the Barney's window happens this season. Yeah, which And she's, seems... like, dealing with her parents a lot more. Yeah, and it seems like the Barney's window thing should be, like, a, a high for her, but that there's no follow-through. It just... It seems like... The writers really kind of dropped the ball with Grace this season so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, out of all the characters in the show, like, Jax had a good season with dealing with Elliot off mm-hmm. and on, and just, like, you know, generally being Jack. Yep. Um, Will hasn't had, like, any really big plot lines at all, but that's somehow been better. Yeah, I mean, like, we at least have, like, the thing with his parents that's yeah. happening. Like, I feel like Grace started the season on such, like, a plot-based trajectory and has just been, like, had her hopes dashed over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, now that you say it, though, I'm thinking about Will. It just seems like for a show called Will and Grace, the writers don't seem to know what to do with them this season. Well, I mean, that's a critique you would have of them always, but I we'll mean, stick to this season. Let's not even get into my feelings on the season finale of The Revival. Yeah. Because um, that's the season finale of season one. We've already watched that. We did this already, yes. We did this already. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like not knowing what to do with Will and Grace is always a critique of Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get the not knowing what to do with your main character. Or knowing what to do with her, and it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is one thing that I will say is that leading into the last, like, what is it, four or five episodes we have of this season, mm-hmm. um, Grace's whole, like, I'm never going to get to do this plot does sort of snowball a bit. Okay. And there's some stuff that happens at the end of the season that I think is a result of that. And see, that intrigues me mm-hmm. because I think the show could easily just have an episode where Grace is all like, oh, woe is me, nothing's gonna happen, and then we go back to the status quo. I like it when the show makes big moves and changes the status quo an appropriate amount mm-hmm. before resetting back to start. Um... Like, I would have kind of liked it if, instead of doing a two-part episode where Will and Grace are in a different apartment, we had dragged it out a little bit longer. Like, when they switch apartments and friends. Yes. I mean, it's not the same situation, because you'd have to have a new set for several episodes. So I understand it's not a feasible option. But, I mean... Yeah, it just... There are versions of that you could do. Yeah, it just feels like this show kind of struggles, because it just keeps resetting very quickly. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't really work. Yeah. Well, and... Honestly, this is maybe more of a revival issue, but 
I, I really don't think that the show will be more than a little bit successful if it doesn't show flexibility and the ability to grow. Mm-hmm. I would actually kind of love it if Will and Grace threw in a fifth regular character who really worked with the show. Officer Drew. Besides Officer Drew, but also <laughs> Officer Drew. I just, I just mean, like, the original show has Rosario, who is kind of that fifth character. Yeah. And this season kind of has Elliot to fill the gap in when Rosario's not on, because she hasn't really been around as right. much. Right, but, like, even if it was kind of like the Elliot-Rosario situation, where it was, like, a part-time fifth character, yeah. because there's some of the time, I think that that does work, because introducing new people or, like, less familiar people mm-hmm. does kind of bring out the most comedy yeah. from these characters. I've and found. I think it's really telling that some of our favorite episodes from this season have had that fifth character. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's Nathan, sometimes yeah. like there were a couple of Nathan episodes that were actually yeah. moderately strong this and I season. Mean, we hated Nathan, but we loved everyone else when Nathan was around. Yeah, I mean the episode, the movable feast episodes, where Rosario uh-huh. was like kind of a recurrent runner. Like for all that this show gets talked about being about these four characters, it's really that fifth one that almost always pushes the show into kind of a fun place. And when you don't have that fifth character, you have to fill the role with a guest star. Yeah. Which is, I think, why the show is so guest star heavy. Right. And then we get things like Bob. Right. Who doesn't really work as a guest star because he's just there to be a wet blanket. Right. I'm bored. Right. It's That's the reason that for most of TV comedy history, you don't have a one-to-one love story. You have a triangle. Mm -hmm. The third one moves the story forward. Or in this case, the fifth one moves the story forward. Mm -hmm. I would argue, although this is a different conversation... That it's only in the last 10 years that sitcoms have figured out how to do two-person relationship dynamics without having them get boring. But that's mm-hmm. a whole different thing. And there are some shows that have still failed at that. Yes. But I think, I think there are shows that have <laughs> successfully done it. I agree. I agree. Which is not something I would say even 10 years ago. Yeah. No. I think that, I think that part of the struggle we're having is that we're like... We're in the aftermath of the peak TV sort of mm-hmm. situation, whereas this show is before it. It's yeah. on the cusp of it. It's growing into it. Yeah. But we're not there yet. So well, I mean, like, like look at this show. I mean, this show can't 100% successfully do the relationship dynamic of its two lead characters. Uh-huh. It always keeps trying to break them up. Yep. It you know? Doesn't, it doesn't work. It sucks. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like that's some of the consistent problems we have with this, I think, are... are a result of it being of its time. We're yes. frustrated with the lack of continuity. We're frustrated with the fact that they don't seem to know what to do with these two characters. Because mm-hmm. there's never been a TV show where it's about two characters and it seems to work. Right. But anyway. But yeah, so that's our well, television We'll brand. see what happens. Yeah. All right, awesome. Well, is there anything else you want to add to this week's episode? No, I feel good about it. I'm excited to see if this plotline does carry forward in what way. Um... Uh, spoiler, it does, but it takes a couple of episodes okay. because first we have to slog through some guest stars. Oh, guest stars. <laughs> They're so great, but also like... They're so terrible. You gotta give me those Will and Grace fans. <laughs> Being friends, doing friendship stuff. No guest stars, but also guest stars. I feel like no guest stars is kind of like the rule for this podcast is it's just us. Yep. And like we've had one guest star one time and it was your sister. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Should we get guest stars? No. Okay. Unless we can get Cher. If Cher could come on our show. Cher, please come on the show. That would be great. All right. Awesome. Matthew, do you want to tell people where they can find us on the internet to suggest some guest stars or find Cher for us? Sure. Or Cher. (laughs) If you want to find us on the internet, the best place to look first is on Twitter. We are there. Cher is there. And you can find us at Not A Couple's Show. Cher is at Cher. I think she's at Cher. So, you know, there's that. You'll be able to tell it's her because her tweets make no fucking sense. Just like ours. (laughs) You can also send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. 
or check us out on Tumblr, Facebook, and various other places across the internet. Mm-hmm. All right, awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening this week, and we'll see you next time. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not A Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This week's episode of Not A Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Hi, Eliza. This week's episode was not sponsored by David's Bridal, but we do want to plug them because at David's Bridal, we don't let your friends try on your wedding dress. Not ever. Not ever. Okay, maybe a few bridles. Not ever. Not ever. Never. <laughs> <laughs>